husband slash producer slash all of the things jesse dram jesse how you doing this week i have been better how about you uh i mean in the for the sake of solidarity i have also been better yeah uh do you want to get into why we've been better or no daddy got laid off yeah third time in like three years that's right it's definitely you you're the problem Baby, if it were not for the fact that you were such an intelligent, genius woman who loved me, I would absolutely think maybe I'm wrong about myself and I'm just a fuck up. Unless I fooled you. I mean, you are. No, I'm possible. just kidding. It's no. possible. This is the only time. You've gotten laid off in three, three, three times in three years, but this seems to be the only time that it was performance related, so they said. So they say. But without going into it, we think there is a conspiracy afoot. Conspiracy, Um, But yes, hopefully that. So if anyone knows is anyone. It, is it because I regularly looked up a subreddit called Fight Porn on my company computer? Yeah, maybe don't do that at your next job. Is it because I did some of my freelance work? On my side computer. Yeah, maybe don't do that at your next job either. What you need is like a functional personal computer and you do not have Yeah, that, that would be nice. I, I, You know what? I went out of the way and I, you know, I'm going to be an adult. I'm going to get myself a new laptop. And first off, I got a shitty laptop. It was yeah. not great. First off, just like, why a, a touchscreen? Yeah. It, it didn't need, I didn't need a touchscreen. Well, that's second of off. Second off. Right. And then the fucking screen broke for no reason. Yeah, I mean... There's just, like, a dark shadow on the right side of the screen, like the uh, impending draw of death that will not go away. The screen definitely broke for maybe no reason, but you also don't have a great track record of, like, not damaging things that belong to you. Or others, for that matter. Look, I dropped the baby once. You're gonna keep bringing (laughs) this up. Um, No, I've never dropped the baby. No, but I have graciously... Offered you to use my computer, and you better not ruin that because that is brand new. I don't. I won't. Um, but yes, you are not super good at not dropping things, and yeah. What, what else have I dropped? Um, your phone. Everybody drops their phone. Yeah, but yours is the one that seems to crack every time. I'm a hard dropper. Um. Also, you uh ruin books. I do. I do. I I famously. Borrowed a book from my cousin and returned it, and there was somehow a blood stain on one of the pages. <laughs> yeah, because you also ruin yourself. I do. Yeah, <laughs> you scratch and pick, and yeah, I wonder what your poison ivy scars would look like if you were not such a picker. Uh, that's a very good. Probably question. much better. I already felt felt like a mother. Where I was like, stop picking that always. But it itches. I know. Um, but yeah, so that that's. That's what's going on in our personal lives. Uh, but you did have a good comedy music show. That's right. This past the, week, the Rock and Raffle to be renamed later because it's a bad name. That's uh, terrible. Yeah, like I said, I stick with Rock and Raffle because it describes exactly what it is. We're gonna rock and then we're gonna roll on the floor laughing. Trademark Neil Wood. Um, yeah, that's right because <laughs> he actually wrote that out on the flyer. 
Yes. Uh, welcome he, to the rock and roll on the floor laugh. And yeah. Like, Dude, what he the mi- fuck are you he doing? missed the the joke of the raffle being the roll part. Yeah. Um. But yeah, it was very good. You made me sing a song. That's right. At, <laughs> at about two o'clock in the afternoon, without rehearsing it with anybody, I discovered that the song "Dancing on My Own" is very easy to play on guitar. So uh, about an hour and a half before the show started, I said, "Hey, honey." Why don't you get up there and sing tonight? Yeah, and those of you who know me know I am not a singer. And yeah, you asked me on the way, walking to the venue from from dinner. From dinner. So we were literally walking and rehearsing the song. Yeah. And for the record, it was the Robin version. Should we practice the... No, absolutely not. No, I'm not doing it. I'm not doing it. It's more the fun of me. You're on your own. Um, I'm just dancing on my own. See, you could have done it. Um, but yeah, that was fun. I haven't been on stage since I was in high school in drama. If you want to hear about that, check out last week's podcast with Ellie Summerling, where we discuss all about being theater kids. Uh, but yeah, it was really interesting. I was nervous as hell. I think I thought I looked cooler than I did. Oh yeah, no, I, I had all my fucking stage moves and then every video I've seen just like, oh wow, I just look like a fat goblin. I couldn't fucking hear myself. Yeah, that happens. You don't realize that. So I'm just like, not sure how loud I am in the mic either. Uh-huh. It was very interesting. Um, but I did have um, friends there supporting me. Shout out Nick and Sean. There may be video evidence. Thanks to Nick. Um, but yeah, it was a good time. Uh, we got to go out and have dinner and left my parents to watch and we ate a nice vegan dinner. Delicious. The Yubin. So good. Oh my God. That Yubin from Primary Plant Based. If you guys are located in Philly, whether you're vegan or not, highly recommend going to Primary Plant Based, Plant Based, I said Plant Based, Plant Based and getting that Yubin sandwich. Um... And Yubin won't regret it. No, my friend Catherine turned me on to that because I love a Reuben, but I never would have thought to get that on that menu. Mm. And it is one of the best sandwiches I've ever had. Yeah, it's pretty gnarly. But yeah. Uh, but lately, I have been listening to this band Spirit Box. That's right, yeah. And we, uh, we put on a video by Finn McKinty, and it was a bunch of uh, modern bands complaining how much modern touring sucks. And I recognized the names of all the people they were interviewing, but I hadn't actually listened to them, so I just started pulling them up, one of them being Spirit Box. Yeah, and the girl was doing, like, clean lyrics and screaming. Yeah. And uh, her name's Courtney LaPlante, and I just looked at Jesse, and I was like, I think I have a crush. Um, And I've been listening to them a lot lately, and they're actually very good. And it is very exciting. She has a beautifully melodic voice, too, but also crushes the screaming. Um, but yeah, it's, uh, they only have one studio album, actually. Uh, but yeah, it's very good. I recommend checking them out, even if you're not, like, into metal. I'm not super into metal. She was formerly the singer of a band called I Wrestled a Bear Once, which I found upsetting, because I hated that fucking band. Yeah, when I told you that. I was bummed. You were, yeah. But it turned out she wasn't the girl you thought she was. Yeah, she was the second singer, which... While they were still a shitty band, that was that was beyond the era of, like, ugh. I just hated a bunch of hipster kids being like, 
we're going to make metal, only it's going to be wacky. And we have a song called Taste Like Kevin Bacon. And we're going to have a music video and everyone's going to throw pizza at each other. Like, ugh, get the fuck out of my genre, you fucking nerds. I think Jesse is still dealing with the fact that he had no friends growing up. I'm a gatekeeper. He doesn't like people having fun. Nobody let me in their gate, so now <laughs> the gate is mine. Um, now, when I, when I, I was one of four metalhead kids in my school. And guess what? Those motherfuckers all stabbed me in the back, so. Aren't you friends with some of them still-ish? Doesn't change the you fact that they stabbed me in the own. back. And I'm not close with any of them. True. They're not close with anybody. I'm fr- but they came to your stepdad's funeral, so they were like some of the first friends I met of yours. Yeah, that was pretty cool of them. Um, they bought me King Diamond tickets. That's right. That was my last concert before COVID. That's right. Uh, yeah. So I thought since it's going to be March 1st tomorrow and you are embarking on... Going for a, going for a silver month. Sober March. before. We could maybe talk about... A little bit about sobriety in the alt scenes. Okay. Because that, I feel like, is a very prevalent thing. Yeah. I mean, one of the first places it stands out is hardcore, where... Yes. Instead, I don't I do not do drugs or alcohol. Instead, I just physically assault everybody around me. Right. And we have talked about this in the past, the difference between being sober and being straight edge. Right. And straight edge is what is common in the hardcore scene, like uh-huh. being straight edge vegan. And I feel like it comes with a uh, air of superiority about yes. it. Uh, so, like, what has your experience been with uh, hardcore straight edge people? Because I've had it, a lot. It, I, I, I am of the firm belief that every hardcore straight edge kid was, was molested by a drunken family member. Because that's how they act. So, for those of you who are not aware, straight edge is no drugs, no alcohol. I mean, so, so, Some even take it far enough as, like, no uh, reckless sex. True, true. No I, drugs, no alcohol, no smoking. Yeah. Uh, do some straight-edge people smoke cigarettes, though? Not really. I don't know why I was like... Well, and this is where it gets into confusion, like, where it's like, okay, are you sober or are you straight-edge? Um, because I've met several people who are sober, but don't like to, like, in the hardcore scene... But don't like to actually tell people they're sober because then people have all these connotations that come with them of like, oh, they're going to judge me because I do drink or they're going to be assholes right. to me. And like I said, a lot of them are like vegan, um, tend to be vegan for the animals. So they're little crocs of shit about it, too. There's also a big environmental veganism strain in hardcore, especially like uh, Earth Crisis. Right. A lot of those bands. Right. Well, and then there's famously uh, Drop Food Not Bombs, right? Uh, I never heard of them. Uh, no, it's uh, it's a food organization, like a uh, feeding the hungry organization. Like they, but it was all vegan. Right. Um, and like yeah, they provided food to people who couldn't, you know, afford food. Uh-huh. Uh, but. I think there was, like, a little bit of controversy around that, too. And they were, like, very adamant about not accepting non-vegan donations, which I get. But, like, at the same time, like, you're feeding. I'm fine with that because, you know, oh, no. Now we'll just have to go to any other food aid group in existence. Like, you you can be niche in something like that. It's not like... 
they're the only food providers in a, in a food desert, and they're refusing to take donations. So you understand why Food Not Bombs does that? Yeah, no. yeah, and I'm and and I I have no moral qualms with that whatsoever. Interesting. I always felt like it was a little hoity. As a vegan myself, it was a little hoity-toity. But I obviously love the concept of like pe- feeding people vegan food. Right. Like I said, if if there were a, a, a dearth of choice there, if they were like the only food food aid people out there, then yeah, that, like if the Red Cross suddenly only accepted vegan uh, right. donations, that'd be pretty fucked up. So are there um, straight-edge people in the metal scene? Is that prevalent at all? Uh, it, it's not as big. I would say as opposed to hardcore. In the metal scene, if you're sober, there's a very high chance it's because you had a problem. Interesting. That you've had to sober up into it. Which some people come from straight edge at that, come to straight edge at that, from that angle. Right. Well, I felt Which like, is also the air of superiority. Right. I believe. I, I, I always felt like punk, emo, hardcore, uh, sober and straight edge kids they they were very much people who were rebelling against their parents who were who were drinkers uh that seemed to be it, it seemed it, it seemed to be an extension of teenage rebellion whereas i mean part of metal i mean again looking back now uh you know it's a good thing james hetfield cleaned up what he did because otherwise it'd be like oh yeah no i totally looked up to these guys being drunken fucking animals motley crew as well mm-hmm I definitely known straight up, or sober people who are sober because of their parents, but not so much like straight edge, believe it or not. Uh. That felt to me more like they were trying to like prove a point to like the other kids in the scene. Right. Well, you know what is specifically coming to mind? Uh, my former favorite wrestler, CM Punk, is famously straight oh, edge. He- is he former because he's like a little prick now? Pretty much. Yeah, he'd that been, was a... He'd been fading for a bit. But uh, he famously was straight edge, like, never drank ever. And just because, like, he was just such a rebellious punk. And he's just like, I just remember my father coming home drunk and just, like, the glaze in his eyes. He's like, why would I ever want to do that? Interesting. Yeah. Although supposedly once he was at the barbecue for a famous wrestler... And they were doing a shot in tribute to him, and nobody had time to get him a Pepsi, so he said, fuck it, I'll just do a shot. I'll do a shot for Harley Race. Oh, wow. I, in my experience with people who are so, or people who have parents who are substance abusers, um, they are either just like their parents and fall right into that, or they are like the complete opposite and are sober. Uh, so where, like, do you mind getting into your yeah, thing a little bit? Yeah, no, I, I, I come from a, a family of alcohol. It, it was funny, after my, uh, me mom, grandmother, passed away, we found a diary of hers, which, mostly uninteresting, she was not much of a writer. It's, no, knock against her. But, you know, <laughs> no, 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 wait, wait. I, I was getting, I was reading my grandmother's diary and I realized, you know, she could really use this word here instead of this. And she was a little verbose in this yeah. section Me of mom her. mom needed a copy editor, big time. Uh, Just but, not the one who's late all the time at your old job. Yeah. But apparently she, uh, th- there was just a random plop where she just meant, it just plop. Ra- randomly <laughs> as an 80 year old woman in her diary just goes like, I have a lot of alcoholics in my family. And just never observed. Did she drink? Not really. Her mother drank a lot of beer. 
Okay. Even, like there, we do. Her not mother have, did. Bob, she, wow, yeah. interesting. We don't not have a photo of my great grandmother where she does not have a Budweiser. Wow, very interesting. And it's funny. This was and was told, she from Poland? The great grandmother was. Okay. Yeah. The great grandmother. And uh, even though it was always told as like a funny story, looking back now, there were tales of my grandmother on payday having to go and get her father from the bar before he spent all of his payday money. Oh my god. Yeah. Wow. So So, so that's the, I thought you were going so, so to elaborate that's, so, more. So that's my maternal side. My mother drank but sobered up. She uh, she didn't marry my dad but she reproduced with two alcoholics. Mm-hmm. First being my father who died at 46 from a combination of alcohol and Oxycontin. And then my stepfather, who died of complications from cancer, but let's be honest, alcohol had a very big hand in that as well. Cause right. To his credit, he was like, I have colon cancer. Okay, I need to stop drinking while I get treatment. And then the moment he could, he went right back to his case a day habit. God, that's so unfortunate. Yeah. And that was, like I said, uh, you and I have discussed this before, how... I hadn't seen him in a bit, and I posted a photo of me and you on Facebook when we were starting to date. And he was like, oh, you got to come bring her around the house. And, like, I'm not... First off, you're you're living in your brother's house that he owns, which he, like, lets people in the family who are struggling live there. You pretty much don't leave your bedroom. You don't clean your colostomy bag. Ew. And uh, to hang out with you, you pretty much beg me to buy you a case of beer every time I come over because you haven't been able to work in several years. Can I just say, side note, on the colostomy bag thing, you don't clean your colostomy bag. I have to say, one of the worst smells I have ever smelled in my entire life was my stepdad cleaning his colostomy bag. Oh, I forgot he had a colostomy. After he had colon surgery. Yes, cuz he had diverticulitis. It was now, did not he permanent. A- okay, okay. He did get it removed. But yes, him cleaning his colostomy bag was so gross. I remember he used to lift his shirt to show me when Uh he was pooping. Oh my god. We had such a weird relationship. See, that was actually, that was the um, procedure my stepdad died getting. He was going into the hospital because his uh, stoma had basically like prolapsed. It was like popping out like a fucking, like a sarlacc pit. Yuck. But uh, that's what he was in the hospital for when his body fucked up. And he so was that going it. to be permanent? Oh, yeah, no. His the, his colonoscopy, colonoscopy, colostomy was permanent because they had to take out a chunk of his colon. Okay. And I remember he said one of the saddest things for him. He's like, I'll never be able to swim again. And that oh, interesting. Yeah. My ex had ulcerative colitis and needs to get a Remicade treatment like every eight weeks. I don't know if he still does this, but when we were dating, that was the situation. And he had to go to the hospital to do this. Someone spent like all day there getting this done. And in order to not have to do that anymore, he was going to need to deal with having a colostomy bag for a little bit. And I remember he was just like, I am too young to be dealing with this. I'd rather just go to the hospital every eight weeks and get it. But sometimes he'd like lapse on it. But I'm like, I can't imagine dealing with like, that at such a young age. Yeah. Um. But yeah, interesting. I do not come from a family of big drinkers. No. Uh, we tried to get my grandfather to take a shot at my like grandmother and Jim's like death party. 
um, as I like to call it, my mom's like, celebration of life. I'm like, nah, it was a death party. Um, it was fun, though. But he, we, we only got him to by watering it down, and he would only take a sip. But my grandmother <laughs> would have, like, an apple martini every now and then. But my grandfather will not drink. You know, it's funny. On uh, the bonfire, which is dying tomorrow, is the last episode with Dan Soder before right. he leaves. But Dan Soder famously had a big drinking problem and is now clean. His co-host, Big Joe, is Jewish. He's always said, like, no, I, that is why Jews are the chosen people. More than any other people, you guys can just, like, walk away after two beers. Yeah. That is true. And I think... I don't... Just, I, I can't think of a whole lot of Jewish alcohol. We've discussed this. That, like, yeah, just culturally speaking... Which is funny, because we have Manischewitz wine at every function. Right. Um, or Elijah. Cool. Well, that's just during Passover. But, yes. <laughs> um... We... Uh, uh, Elijah takes all the alcohol for he's the only alcoholic Jew. He takes it for the rest of them. Yeah. Um, but no, not not big drinkers. Uh my dad likes to drink a little bit. Mm-hmm. Uh has had like has been in and out of it. I would never say he was like actually like had a problem though. Uh my mom is not a drinker at all. Like she'll have a drink with me, but that's like, she would never drink by herself. Right. I'd be concerned if she was drinking by herself. Yeah. But I was saying the other day, I remember, like, when I was, like, in my early 20s, like, sometimes my dinner was, like, beer and popcorn. Wow. Not because I was broke, just because I would drink a beer and be, like, right after work and be too lazy and buzzed to do anything and just make popcorn. I, I remember an old ex of mine who uh, went down one summer and worked at Disney with a bunch of friends. Said they got paid so little that like... Oh yeah. And you'd be so exhausted after work in the park all day that you'd go home and pretty much it was just like junk food and what they would do is they would buy the cheapest vodka and just run it through a water filter like five times. Oh god. Yeah. What was your drink of choice like in high school and college? Uh, so again, uh, from a lot of the Metallica bullshit, it was Jägermeister or uh, Jack Daniels. Yeah, I cannot drink Jäger because I watched someone vomit it up and it looked like straight up diarrhea. Um, but a big thing that I reminds me of like drinking in high school and college is ninety nine bananas. Oh God, <laughs> the taste of. Fake liquor bananas. Wait, ninety nine bananas and four loco. Never drank four loco. Even even then, I was like, I'm not fucking. I was at the height of four loco. I was eighteen, nineteen, twenty years old, and we would go into Trenton into some shady ass place, um, called Passions, and uh, go in. I remember we made previous uh podcast guest we made uh go oh no it wasn't it was a, it was another friend it was our friend danielle so didn't mean to you know throw you under the bus but it's not you uh our friend danielle would go in and she looked and like sounded so young and she went in and apparently the bartenders were like um, are you old enough to be ordering this? And she's like, yeah, can I have some faux loco? And they're like, uh, sure. Like, they acknowledged she was not old enough and went in. Could I have some faux loco? That and Lamberton Liquors, where uh, Lisa's husband almost got his ass kicked. Uh, but yeah. Doing what? 
avoided that. Um, basically, Lisa's ex was like walking out as he was walking in, and we were like, "Oh my god, oh my god, please don't uh, notice him, please don't notice him." And he did it. And Joe turns around, looks at us, and gives us like the most excited look that, like, "Oh my god, he didn't see me." Was he like a badass or something, or why? Why would a fight start immediately? Um, because they weren't exactly broken up when Lisa oh. started. Oh. Hooking up with Joe. They're married with two children now. Hell yeah. Uh, he yeah, wins. Yeah, for sure. Um, they've been together for over 10 years. So, you know what's funny? I was never the one to try out the latest thing, but my buddy Joey, who you of course know, always was. Like, Joey was the one who had the really bad Four loco experience. Joey was the one who smoked salvia and freaked the fuck out. Oh my god, I smoked salvia. Of course you did. It was... Oh my, the first time it was like, whoa, what the fuck? And then I never felt anything after it. Uh-huh. But that was a big thing in my friend group was smoking salvia. I'm guessing you never did that. Nope. I was happy with my cigarettes and my liquor. Yeah. So how do you feel like going into this tomorrow? Well, yeah, as I'm of going, tomorrow, I'm, it'll be day one. Right. Uh, nervous. Yeah. Yeah. So like I said, the reason I'm doing this is I was trying to, I, I have been... Dear listener, I have been a <laughs> a daily drinker since uh, God for twenty three. You said, uh, I I'd say twenty two. Oh, okay. Because that's when that's my dad it. died, and that's when I first really. That was when alcohol first became for comfort. Okay. And I I drink alone, yeah, with nobody else. Yeah. Which I know that's the thing. Like when you know when you're drinking alone, you have a problem. It's like. I don't know. Most of the really bad drinkers I know are the ones who do it fucking socially, especially in the comedy scene. Right. I don't... But that's also because they go out, like, every night. Yeah, that too. (laughs) Like, how how, how can you guys fucking afford that shit? True. Um, But, yeah, I was uh, not drinking during the week and then drinking on the weekend, but then I just found every Monday it was like... it's it, It feels like the fucking... It felt like Sisyphus. It's like I was rolling yeah. the boulder up the hill, just to roll it back over me, and then it just start all over again. And I, we've been saying since you first, what was your thought first dating me when you realized I had a problem? Did you figure it out, or was I up front with you? I think we must have talked about it uh-huh. because it's not like I was living with you. I wouldn't have seen it. Right. You probably brought it up because you were probably like, "I don't day drink." A.K.A. At, drink at 7 o'clock at night. Yes. That's day drinking to you. But yes, I remember us. It was like in the same like conversation where you were like, I won't date someone who won't have a child. And I'm like, well, I'm not going to date someone who's going to be drinking alcohol the rest of their life every day. Yeah. And you were like, no, no, like that's not what this is. Like you definitely like brushed it off a little bit. Of like, oh, and I plan to quit and blah, blah, blah. Uh-huh. And then it's been, like, three years of me being like, okay, when is this happening? Yeah. And you kicking it down the line. Yeah. Yeah. Again, it's it would honestly be so much better if I was just, if I was a mean drunk or a reckless drunk. But, I mean, I'm glad you're not because we would not be married if you weren't. But we have right. talked about how, like, because, like, it largely does not affect either of our lives, it's harder to... Yeah. Uh really have a reason I have, to... I have a few drinks. I watch a movie. I play video games. I write a little bit. I go to bed. Right. I'll usually eat something, too. That's part of the problem. Sometimes you remember. Sometimes you don't. Yeah. I, I, I don't know what's up with that. Because, <laughs> again, I've never... I've, I've 
have been... I've never been blackout drunk in my life, and I've only gotten the spins two, three times. Oh, God. I've gotten the spins two, three times in the last, like, two or three months. Yeah, I remember. <laughs> um, feeling like this. <laughs> it does suck. Yeah. It does suck oh, no, feeling like it. that. Um, but, yeah, I think that... It started because, like I said, you just kept kicking it down the line and coming up with new, like, moving the goalposts. Right. And I was just kind of like, okay, dude, now we have a baby. And first it was when we moved in together, and then it was when I was, you know, trying to get pregnant. Then it was when I was, before I had the kid, and now we have the kid. And when, it's like, when does this stop? You know? Yeah. And that's when I think it became more of a a serious serious conversation right, right where where it was like now the deadline became like her first birthday but it wasn't like her oh by her first <coughs> birthday you need to like no it was like by your by her first birthday there needs to be serious change right it can't be i'm starting at her first birthday no, no. so so we're gonna do try to clean myself out a little bit also, for, like, what it's worth, you're trying to lose weight and drinking doesn't help. No, and... no, definitely doesn't. I probably really fucked up just my digestive system. Not in any permanent cancer kind of way, but just, like, my body has not operated without alcohol for a long length of time. The longest time was when I was taking the fucking steroids for, um... Yep. The poison, the poison ivy. ivy. The, the, he previously mentioned poison ivy. And that's always what it's been for me. I it was, was like miserable then too. Then, then again, I was in horrible pain. Which well, what it's always been for me was like the health aspect of it. Yeah. Where yeah, it's no. like this can't be good for you. It can't be long term. And I think we really had this serious conversation of like, because for you it was always like it helps me sleep. Yeah. And it's like okay, well I can't really like argue against that. And then... Well, now that I've had nine months without really sleeping, I can kind of operate with that. Not only that, but good point. Um, in the beginning, you were sleeping and not drinking. Uh-huh. And you still wanted it. And that's when I was like, okay, well, we've gotten past the quote, this is just for sleep thing. And right. now we're getting to the like, okay, this is more of a need than you're giving it credit for. Yeah. Which I've struggled with this with weed. Mm-hmm. I've been able to stop, it obviously. Was, literally, the thing with sleep was, like, back when uh, working at, uh, fuck it, I'll say it, uh, View From My Seat, which involved, like, the really bad commute every day. Mm-hmm. And even before that, at the other jobs, that was literally, like, I would try to go a night without it, and then I'd be up all night, and then I'd just be dead at work all day. It's like, fuck, what, what can I do? Right, well, and that was the first catalyst, if you recall, was like, okay, you're working from home, let's try this now. Right. And then you'd have a couple sober nights, and then... But COVID was also a very, very fucking miserable time. Oh, for sure. And everyone was leaning into their vices more at that Uh point. And that was why when I got... When we had decided to first start trying to get pregnant, I very early on was like, I need to stop being a daily smoker because I do not want this to start... Like, need to start... um, when I'm pregnant. I want to know I can do this ahead of time. Right. And we've discussed that even lately, I feel like I've been smoking more than I need to be. And I'm like, let's take it back a bit. Right. Definitely nowhere near daily at this point. But I'm also being a little loosey-goosey. Uh-huh. And I don't need to do that. But we are going to be having pretty much a, like, 
I mean, California's sober, right? We're still having weed in the house. Well, actually, I'm actually a little paranoid about that just because I'm looking for work right now. And you got a drug test last time. Yeah. So you might not smoke either. I, I, I don't know what I'm Interesting. Do. But you don't care if I do. No. But, you, but we've both agreed that I should not be drinking in the house. Yeah, no, I... I am very much taking a uh, failing to prepare is preparing to fail. Like, I want to have no alcohol in the house. Right. For the duration. Which I respect. Um, So, as I said, we will be having a California sober house. Right. Uh, But, yeah, I think you're going to be able to do it. I think it's going to be a tough couple weeks. And then I think you'll... I I think you need to get over a hump. If I'm being being entirely uh, honest with myself... Mm Mm-hmm. I think... And our listeners. And our listeners. Between me and you and our dozens of listeners, I'm... Hey! Uh, <laughs> I, I, I don't know. I, uh, I'm hoping that by going into this for a long haul, it'll be easier to commit to as opposed to anything else where it's like, well, relief is coming in a few days. It's like, no, I really need to like settle in on this. Right. So, uh... Well, that's also why I said I think it might be easier in a way when you go to mics and shows and stuff because it's not an option. Right. Whereas, like, even on your sober nights, it'd be like, well, I could have a beer here and just not drink at home. Right. So, I don't know. We'll see. Yeah. Yeah, we'll see. Definitely, you should come up with something that you reward yourself with at the end. Not a drink. Masturbation. I mean, okay, sure. All right. Hold off on masturbating for a month and then you can reward yourself at the end. That's your reward, masturbation and not sex with your wife. Oh, I can do that too. <laughs> but your first thing is like, I want to... I double dip. I will. I just want to get myself off. That is well, your... Well, no, I'm thinking what I'm, what I'm going to be... You'll, you'll be sleeping during that time. I'm thinking what I'm going to be doing... It, it, during the hours I would you, typically be drinking. You know the house rules, just not on my computer. <laughs> going to be going crazy. I'm going to be fucking cracks in the brick. <laughs> oh, my God. No, I think you'll... Because you kind of go Maybe to Maybe I'll get into butt stuff. You... <laughs> All right, let me know how that goes. Uh, you kind of go to bed on the earlier side on sober nights. So I think right. it's just going to be like a lot of like tossing and turning in the middle of the night. More yeah. than anything. Yeah. But I don't think you'll have problems getting to sleep. No, the main problem I have with sober sleep is literally I'll fall asleep easily and then I'll just be awake in an hour and I'll be awake for an hour or two. Right. So. Yeah, sober, as someone who used to smoke every night before bed, sober sleep is not easy to recalibrate. No. Uh, As I look at our photo, our, our daughter sleeping on the monitor like a baby. She doesn't need weed or alcohol to sleep yet, <laughs> even though I've been tempted to ply her sometimes. Well, and your mother has said, like, that's the hardest hump to get over because she's sober now right. and has gone through that. Right. Um, but, yeah, I just, uh, I, have, I have faith in you. I've got high hopes. I've got high hopes. Yeah. yeah. I just got to keep busy. I'll probably finally start up uh, jujitsu again. Yeah. What do you most look forward to? Weight loss. Okay. That was quick. Weight loss, my face being less puffy due to just fat in, in general. 
Doesn't alcohol also make your face puffy? Probably. Are you at that point? Maybe you're not at that kind of. It's it's hard it's hard to say because my weight is up so much yeah. right now. So, like I said, yeah, looking back on the the videos that were taken of the live band thing, like man, I look like shit. No, <laughs> you're still hot to me, baby. Oh, thank you. All right, it's probably a good place to leave it. We've yeah, it over a half hour. I think so too. But um, thank you for talking about this with our viewers and me, and mm-hmm. we'll we'll keep you updated how this goes. Yeah, we'll so. see. All right, guys, this is a short one this week because we love you and we won't keep you. (laughs) Bye. Bye.